This is Craig Ansell, your host, and welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. We're doing something special. We have our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series. We're right in the middle. Interviews. Prior, we talked about transformation. Somewhere you might need to pivot and change, potentially go into a new or different job role or line of work. That was followed by identifying your hard and soft skills. You need to know what skills, what capabilities you possess, what knowledge, what experience you have that can help you drive forward into your new role or your new position. Once you have that identified, you want to work on updating your resume, putting down all the hard core facts about you and all the benefits so that you can set yourself above and apart from others. That leads us into your resume gets you the interview. By the way, we're going to cover both virtual and in-person interviews because you should be prepared for both, whether in COVID times or the new way of work going forward. Now, how do you prepare? What do you wear? What do you say? Do you do any research before going into the interview? We're going to talk about all that and more today on episode 48 our ultimate career growth performance series, interviewing. Let's get started. You've landed the interview, congratulations. And by the way, it's likely from your highly polished resume that speaks to your abilities, your talents, and your value proposition. Good going. So now it's time to do research on the company and the position that you've applied for. The web is a great place to start. I would check with the company's website, followed by ads, and then do some Google searches to see what else is out there. When you're on the company's website, what images or videos do you see? What do they make you feel like? Is there a certain tone, a theme, maybe an environment that they're starting to portray? It can be subtle. It can be in the color scheme. It could be in their messaging on their website, and it could even be in their customer testimonial page, customer feedback, or review section. If the company has an HR tab, go ahead and look into that also. The way they speak, the word choice, the language, it's very important. Try to read through their website and get a feeling for the things that we talked about. Tone, theme, environment. Lastly, if you have any questions, call or email your contact with any concerns. Calls are a great way to go. I know that many times they're forbidden because of the high volume and emails are recommended, but you get a lot more out of a phone call, if at all possible. Now, regarding your interview, there's virtual and in-person. For virtual, double-check your tech. Make sure you know the software you're going to be using. You can ask if the interviewees had prior issues, and if so, what were they and how were they overcome? A good question to ask is if there's a way to test your connection in advance to confirm your readiness. Typically, the software will check your audio and visual settings, such as your microphone, speakers, and camera. Then there's the browser settings, cookies, virus protection software, and firewall settings. 
So actually, there's quite a bit to do, but usually this is all done in the background with a few button clicks on your end, testing things out. If you're going to use a laptop, tablet, or phone, make sure it's plugged in and the battery is fully charged. Check for adequate lighting and consider your background. What will the other people see? What will the interviewer see when they're looking at you and what's behind you? Firmly set your angle on your device so there's no falling or sliding phones, angles adjusted or changing, because that distracts from you. If you've ever received feedback that it was hard to see you or hard to hear you on your device, you may want to rethink what you use for your upcoming virtual interview. You might even consider borrowing someone else's device. You only get one opportunity to make a first impression. Whether that's virtual or in-person, make it count. What about your background noise or activities going on? Can you get to an alternate location to make sure you give off your first best impression? The focus needs to be on you, not what's going on in the background. If that ever happens to you, sure, you can apologize. But do your best to avoid those situations altogether. Then when it comes to in-person interviews, it's a little bit different strategy. I recommend you reconfirm the location, parking access, and access to enter the building. I actually do a few test runs the day before. An example, one time, I went to downtown Orlando years ago, and I noticed that parking was on one side of the street only, but I later learned it was certain days, and then on the alternate days, parking switches to the other side. That means I'd have to adjust how I enter the street. I don't think I'd be able to navigate a U-turn in narrow city streets in the middle of rush hour traffic. All right, now it's time for some questions. I've asked my students, and I wonder what you're thinking and what you might respond. When does the interview start? Some of my students have said, when you enter the room. One student, when the door closes. Another, when you sit down. Maybe it's when you enter the waiting room. Are any of these right? What do you think? I'd say we need to rewind quite a bit. The interview can start anytime you can make an impression. That means, depending on the building or the office setup, you might be spotted parking your car, approaching the building, or even interacting with people on the street. A lot can be gained by just reading someone's body language. I hinted at that at the end of our last episode, Hard and Soft Skills. Besides body language, there's your treatment and respect of others. Are you someone that turns on the charm for special occasions? Or are you open, honest, and yourself full-time? Would people describe you the same in different settings, such as at home, work, and play? You know, when you relax? That reminds me of a discussion, and I had watched something regarding an interview at a Fortune 500 company. Here's a recap of the story. The interviewee approached the receptionist's desk, smugly said his first name and the time of interview, such as Joe, 10 o'clock. 
The receptionist asked for details to confirm some points, and his responses were short, rude, and condescending. When the time came for the interview, he was told to go in in five minutes. When he opened the door to speak to the hiring manager, his eyes popped wide open in shock when he realized the hiring manager was the receptionist. This particular hiring manager liked to interact with and observe interviewees in the waiting room in crowd settings. That's why I feel it's important to be genuine all the time. You never know who's watching. Now, for interview prep. As far as the interview, we can segue into that with some quotes, some references to one of my favorite movies, Ocean's Eleven. It's a movie about a gambling casino heist. The leader, Daniel Ocean, is coaching one of the 11 team members before they go and meet with the casino's top executive and owner. There are a few memorable lines, and they're similar to the following if I don't quote them directly. Look at him directly, but don't stare. Don't use four words when two will do. Don't look up because he'll know you're lying. And don't look down because it means you don't know. With all that said, there's quite a bit of preparation and quite a bit of rules for interviews. The bottom line, whatever you take away from this podcast and any preparation work you do, it's going to make you all the better for this interview and future interviews. So let's start off with dress code. Typically, you would want to wear the same level or plus one. What that means is, find out what the company's typical dress code is. Is it casual? Business casual? And then you can wear the same or plus one. If someone's wearing a dress shirt, a business dress shirt, a plus one would be business dress shirt and tie. If they already have on slacks, shirt, and tie, plus one would be add a jacket. So the bottom line Don't overdress and don't underdress. If you dress in too low a fashion, it could give off the fact, or the feeling rather, that you're not respectful, maybe not appreciative, or not taking the interview seriously. If you dress too high a level, it could give off the tone of being above them, standoffish. Maybe they get the feeling you're not compatible or won't integrate well with the team because you're too separate, too distanced from them. Clothing color choice also plays a role. Depending on the role and the management level, adjust your outfit accordingly as well as your color choice. The more bold the color typically signifies more power and more confidence. I'm now going to reference a glass door study where thousands of interviews were reviewed, and they identified 50 questions that will most likely be asked for your next interview. I'll make sure I put a link to them in the show notes. But I want to share on something that I noticed. Approximately one-fifth of those questions focused on two main things, your strengths and your weaknesses. Now, if you know them, that's great, but hold on. Don't skip ahead just yet. What's the deal with the dozen or so different questions, and how can there be so many ways to talk about strengths and weaknesses? By the way, in a prior episode, I mentioned the SWOT acronym 
And today, we're continuing that with the S for strength and the W for weakness. A little bit later in the episode, I'm going to talk about the T in SWAT. S, strength on your resume. They may ask you to discuss your resume, so be prepared to talk about it. Don't just hand it to them, or for that matter, assume they have a copy. By the way, bring copies of your resume, several, in case one, you have to reference it, and two, they don't happen to have it, or it's a test to see if you're prepared, and you should always have copies on hand. Then, when you discuss your resume, use something that I've coined the 3P rule, and it stands for Powerfully Placed Pauses. Talk to your resume, then pause at strategic times. Read your audience. In the hard and soft skills episode prior, we talked about word choice, verbal tone, speed, and volume. After you've given them information about your resume, a specific section they might have inquired on, or a point that you wanted to focus on, look to them. Read your interviewers, read the room, and see if there's any body language, any specific word choice, hesitation, or concern that you might need to address so that you can clarify any questions or concerns they have so that you don't leave anything unturned, identifying you as the best candidate for the position. For the W in SWAT, it's weakness. And some of the questions I noticed on this um, Glassdoor survey, what do you think your biggest weakness is? What have you done about it? What would your past peers say your biggest weakness is? What about your former manager? Wow. Not only should you have a weakness, even if you think you're really strong and really capable, what I would suggest you do if you can't identify a weakness or don't believe you have one is what is your least strength? It's a different way to say it, but it's your least strength. That would be something that you would want to work on and would be a good discussion point with your interviewers. What have you done about it? Talk to it. Have you taken training? Have you gone to class? Have you worked with peers, colleagues, or hired a coach or a mentor? And what would your peers say your biggest weakness is or your manager? It should be an alignment. You want to be honest and envision they can almost speak to them. And what would they say? Here are a few of the more challenging questions I've seen when I've worked with others. They're also on the glass door list. Why should we hire you? And who are your biggest competitors? So for the first question, I'm going to change it up and share something with permission from a recent conversation I had with the sales and marketing hiring manager. He routinely asks, If I interviewed another one of your colleagues from the same group, would they have the same content on their resume? Let me help you out with this one. The strongest way to sell yourself through your resume is to list your unique qualifications and accomplishments. Don't use your resume to list job duties or tasks. My title is a project manager. My resume doesn't list duties, jobs, tasks, or the description from the human resources manual. Rather, it talks about all the accomplishments, the leadership roles, how I overcame challenges, what improvements or gains I've made in productivity, in sales, and even being a customer delighter. Notice, 
I just didn't say satisfied customer. I said customer delighter. It's about going above and beyond. And then finally, if significant risks or obstacles were overcome in my job, they should be listed too in the most positive fashion possible. This is what sets you and your resume apart. Remember, it's your selling proposition. It should shine so that when you interview, you can reference it and shine along with it. You should be in 100% alignment and there shouldn't be anything on your resume that is untrue and there shouldn't be anything on your resume that you can't or don't want to speak about. The second question is where the T from SWAT comes in and that T stands for threats. Who are your biggest competitors? Number one, you need to be aware you have competitors to start with. Number two, you need to know your specific skills, capabilities, and values. They're all your selling points. Number three, thinking about your competitors, whether they're real or imagined, how can you set yourself apart? The goal of this question is to challenge you with similar qualified people. They could be real or imagined. And to see how you envision yourself as the better candidate. So get prepared for that question and think about what sets you apart. By the way, pop onto our website, craigansell.com, and you can grab our free download, Three Resume Excellence Tips That Help Your Resume Land on the Top of the Pile. If you're struggling in any way, go ahead and make sure you grab that download now because it will help boost your resume and your confidence during the interview. You can see how they're so closely intertwined. As we close out the third episode of our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, Interviewing, I hope some of these tips and techniques helped you and will improve your interview performance going forward. We'd love to hear your feedback on social media. You can reach us at Craig Ansell on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, as well as contact us via email. I'm Craig at CraigAnsell.com, or if you have a general question for information, info at CraigAnsell.com. We're super excited as we're approaching our 50th podcast episode anniversary. Looking forward to continuing our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series next week with you. God bless. Stay healthy. This has been Craig Ansell for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. Talk to you next week.